Greetings! You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening! Hello, friends. We wanted to um, do a little, I don't know, prologue, I guess. What do you call it? A forward or a, a prologue. forward <laughs> to our upcoming podcast that you're now listening to. Um, basically, we spoke about this on our live show last Thursday, but we recorded this episode with a lighthearted, loving look at some of our favorite or most iconic cast member roles. That's right. And... You know, we were all set to release that last week, and then the day before our podcast was to come out was when they announced the 700, I believe, uh, equity acting performer yeah. cast members being laid off. So we thought that that was a little uh, not nice if we just put this out here without acknowledging that. And we spoke at length about it on our live show, so if you haven't watched that, you can watch the replay on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Xanaland. Within that live show, we talk, uh, as I do on every podcast blog post that accompanies this, the ways that you can help cast members. Right. I also list two emails that you can write to Walt Disney World um, to let them know that you value entertainment at the parks and you would really, really appreciate if they brought those back. Yeah, and that really goes a long way towards telling them what you know their customers their guests what they want exactly so yeah that's um, a big thing in this day and age you know screaming into the void that is twitter and other social media can sometimes it has effects but sometimes it can go you know unnoticed because there is so much negativity yeah. all the time so i think writing a personal email is really um a way to get your point and your heartfelt words across to disney um, so with that said, keep that in mind as you're listening that we had no idea when we recorded this podcast that this many people um, had just been laid off in some of the positions that, you know, we talk about a little bit in the episode and That's things right, like yeah. that. So obviously 28,000, no matter what you're doing as a cast member, it's a loss and it's a devastating time for everyone. We were hoping to bring some joy and memories and um just you know fond moments to life in our podcast and we hope that you appreciate that and listen with that in mind and uh, if you are able to help or write to Walt Disney World please do so absolutely and with that said please enjoy (laughs) up the waterfall thank you for listening well now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall how would you suppose we'd get them out of that Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Scott Otis. And me, I'm Xana Otis. <laughs> I'm Scott, hello. <laughs> Switched it up a little there and confused myself. <laughs> this is episode number 45, I believe, if my calculations are Excellent. correct. Excellent, I like it. You know what's funny is I have a distinct memory of the 45th anniversary of Haunted Mansion, and we just celebrated like something a lot longer than, larger than that, 50th. I do too, but I also like last remember... Last year uh, was the 50th. 
the 45th anniversary of Disneyland in the year hmm. 2000. Well, I didn't really pay attention to Disneyland back then. That's okay. You've made up for it <laughs> since then. That's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, episode 45, welcome. We are today discussing a fun little topic. I agree. Cast member roles that we wish we had. Basically, if money was not an object <laughs> and you didn't need to, you know, feed a family on this particular role, because most of these, at least for me anyway, are hourly positions. Line range. Which nowadays, who knows if you can support people on, on that kind of wage and probably best not to get into that topic <laughs> just yet well i'm just saying you know <laughs> we understand that in this particular climate if you're listen- listening to this as it comes out who's wishing to be a cast member at this point in time you know i'll bet there are still there are still a lot, a lot of people being a cast member is a thing it's a that, state of mind i guess it's perhaps. a state of being it's a it's something that a lot of people really do strive for yeah. I learned after being, you know, a frontline Main Street USA cast member that I make a much better guest than cast member. <laughs> However, I do still feel that there are some roles that I would love to do. Um, you know, it just cast members out there, you know what I'm talking about. Depends on your manager and, you know, what's yeah. going on in your life and stuff like that, where it's not always the dream you thought it would be. Which say, is probably not what you thought I was well, going to talk about on this I episode. But. Um, I would say um, well, I started out um, uh, selling ice cream bars yeah. at Epcot. I don't know if I could have. In its eighth year of existence. Um, and it was awesome. I loved it. I just loved just being outside and just interacting with the guests. And You have uh, a much higher tolerance for things <laughs> in general. <laughs> I would say I do. But yeah, it was fun. There were a variety of ice cream wagons to work at. And so it was always uh, interesting to to get a different uh, viewpoint Mm. each day. So it was a lot of fun. When I was on Main Street, I was pretty much in, we, I opened the uh, Main Street Athletic Club, which now Mm -hmm. is just kind of absorbed back into Disney clothiers. That is true. And they even changed the marquee out front to become the house of magic kind of thing again yeah, it used to be a card shop and a magic shop yeah um so i would go between main street athletic club and disney clothiers which at the time in 1995 had a whole different costume for That's main right. street athletic club so that was always my preferred location because <laughs> that was a little sailor top outfit with little uh, knickers i guess <laughs> plaid like the same plaid that's in the skirts on main street only turned uh-huh. like diagonally and then there were these fun baggy knickers that buttoned at the knees i've seen the photographs yeah and i i mean if you're on main street usa in the summer having an open neck <laughs> compared to the polyester at the time high neck collar with the pink bow tie is what i had mm-hmm. back then they have changed it since but you know much preferable to me to be in the main street athletic club outfit but anyway sometimes very rarely i would work the little cart that was outside there which i guess that's still there um and one time even i got to work it when it was cold out and i had to get a jacket like a full-length coat from the costume department nice and gloves and that was very exciting for me i had uh, gloves issued to me because i often worked in a freezer that's true (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we thought it would be fun to go over, you know, like I said, 
not necessarily dream jobs, but things that like this would be a fun role yeah, to have. I thought of it in many different ways. So, one of which was like, what are some of the most iconic Disney roles? That's true. Or what are, as you said, one of the ones that you'd like to do, or what most people would like to do, or, or things that just would be fun. Yes. Not that any of them aren't fun, but uh, these ones are especially <laughs> fun, I think. Well, you know what's funny is I always thought that, like, oh, who would want to be custodial, like sweeping up all day and doing trash and things like that? That will, uh, we'll put a pin We've in that. We've talked one. about that before that you loved that sort of thing. So we'll you talk. get to explain why. I we, will. of course, love and respect our custodial staff because they do so much. That's right. And now they do fun things with, uh, you know, uh, yeah, painting the... characters with water <laughs> and stuff like that. So, all right. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go Of course. First? Okay. Beauty and brains before this. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Okay. So for me personally, because this is a role I certainly never thought about growing up because I didn't really know much about it at all. But I would, the minute I went on this attraction, I thought this would be such a fun thing to do. And what that if? is, of course, Storybook Land Canal Boats. What? You took that right off my list. Okay. Well, no, I mean, it was I'm... traditionally only uh, girls that did it. That is true. Uh, there was a time when there, there were certain roles that were only men. Uh, I believe Jungle Cruise and twenty mm, or uh, the Submarine Voyage and then 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at Magic Kingdom. And then, yeah, Storybook Land Canal Boats and a lot of the Fantasyland attractions were uh, exclusively female at the time. At the time. Different times. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, as you know, you were there. My first time, I believe, it might have been the second time, but the most memorable time on Storybook Land Canal Boats was with uh, yes, Pat. a lovely cast member, Pat. I have no idea if she's still with us or not. She was there the last time I was there. Okay, well... She just made it so very special. She had this sing-songy little voice because, of course, there that's an attraction that has a spiel that mm -hmm. you have to memorize. And really, these kind of attractions that have those, like Jungle Book and in the old days, um, the land, living Jungle with the Cruise, land. Jungle I believe you mean. What did I say? Jungle Book. Oh, I always, <laughs> I always say that when we're in the park. I say, do you want to go on Jungle Book? I don't know. I do. I don't know what's with but my yeah, brain. The and, Jungle Cruise and, that, and the yes, land. Jungle yeah. Cruise and um, the, the old, old backstage tour mm -hmm. at Hollywood Studios. Oh, really that's right, yeah. Made or break. Made <laughs> or broken? Made or broke. Or you could say make and break. <laughs> that sounds terrible. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> by the cast member. And sometimes, oh, Great Movie Ride was another one like mm -hmm. that. Because sometimes you would just get someone and you were like, how did they get this role? You're, you're not naming like six uh, No, six I'm just talking here. about. Uh, roles where I you know. have a memorized spiel. You I can know. still talk about your things. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, Pat definitely made the ride, and she mm. just made everything adorable and cute, and you just wanted to move right into Alice's Wonderland or Geppetto's workshop or Mr. Toad's house. And I would love, I think, doing that because, you know, I am shy, believe it or not, People who know me in real life know that. It's taken it a true. lot for me to get to this point <laughs> where I'm in front of a camera. Um, but I also definitely loved, when I was growing up, public speaking and being in drama and stuff like that. Something happened to mess with my brain. But I still love, my kids know I do silly voices around the house and stuff like that. That so is true. <laughs> I think it would be a fun 
role. I should probably memorize that. But in in addition, I would say that's probably one of the most beautiful areas within the park. And being able to just be surrounded by, you know, especially with all of the like the little miniature trees and all the bushes that are where the, you know, the people that take care of those, um, you know, they go to such meticulous lengths to uh, snip, snip. And ducks. uh, Yeah, that's right. And the ducks that take (laughs) over the Hyde Park area. And all of Fantasyland, to me, has always had fun costumes. They have yeah. a fun jacket there when it's colder out, too. So and That's an important part of the role for me is the costume. I would say also, you're also kind of uh, around a whole other attraction, the yeah, Casey Jr. Uh, Circus Train. I wonder if they do, um, if they switch between they the do. two. Oh, well, there you go. I am very well aware of this, and I'll, I'll explain to you that later. Okay. Well, that's my first <laughs> pick then. But I, I would say that actually kind of segues into my first pick because I did mention the Casey Jr. Circus Train. And no, that's not my uh, my pick, but it, uh, it, it's a railroad. Oh, yeah. People that operate the railroad, specifically the Disneyland Railroad and the Walt Disney World, you know, the Magic Kingdom uh, Railroad. There are a lot of other railroads all around um, as well, of course, at uh, Hong Kong Disneyland and Animal Kingdom, both of those are actually diesel trains. Hmm. Um, the the Tokyo Disneyland um, and the Disneyland Paris, as well as the two first ones I mentioned, are all steam. And uh, yeah, that's basically you know this is an iconic Disney role, and it's the role that you could even say that kind of started it all because yeah. it was you know Walt's fascination with trains. He was you know his uh, I believe his uncle was a, a railroad engineer um, and he would you know always go to the the train station that was going through Marceline Missouri and he would even hop on the train and you know go part ways across the country and you know Walt's fascination with trains led to Disneyland and to me that is the iconic attraction at Disneyland Park and so uh, to me this is the iconic role and to be you know to be able to work with these giant steam locomotives and all of the intricate parts oh yeah that are involved um, and you get cool overalls oh yeah and a hat yeah i've actually had the the fortune to take um the backstage tour that they offer for Mm. you know behind the steam trains tour three times wow and you know they take you back to the roundhouse early in the morning if i recall very early yes i've never done that and is you know so you get to see everything that's going on and you get to see the the locomotives up close and then they take you to the roundhouse in the back where they uh, where they take care of them mm-hmm. and you know these are just beautiful pieces of machinery that are very delicate and have uh, very intricate parts and they get to work with them all day pretty cool uh, there's you know they do have the other role that you know the folks that aren't in the in the cab that have the 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 white and the blue yeah. the blue vest and the conductor hat and all that I used to see them in the break room all the yeah. time yeah that <laughs> you know they also have cool roles too yeah. and I would kind of lump that in um you know they have the they do the signals to to say when the train starts and stops and all that so to me that is one of a, f- a fun disney role that I would love to do very good good choice Okay, (laughs) my next one is going to be, I think a lot of people have this as a dream role, which is um, basically a VIP guide. What? Really? You put that on there? Of course. But don't worry. I mean, I've got a lot. I can't see you doing that. 
No, <laughs> I can't see myself doing it. But it, I've seen people do it, and it looks a lot of, like a lot of fun. Hmm. I can and see you, you doing what. like traditions training, which I've told you many times you should try to to do that because I'm you also have such very shy and vast knowledge. I do. I, I mean, know you. Wait. <laughs> well, anyway, back to my thing. Yes, um, <laughs> a plaid, if you will. Yes. Which guest relations is one thing, which I have done that sort of thing in past jobs. And I can, believe it or not, handle people being irate, <laughs> which is probably happening a lot more these days. Sadly, those people deserve a raise for sure. But mm -hmm. I'm speaking more of the ones that do um, the fun tours, like you just mentioned, mm -hmm. and VIP tours as well. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different. I'll take any plaid. That's fine. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's the ones that actually do, you know, take actual celebrities yeah. that, that can't go through the park any other way. Right. But then there's also the ones where we recently uh, had a full day um, where we had a plaid at our disposal and we were able to, you know, basically have seven hours yeah. going around to any of the parks that we wanted. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So that is you need a, to a have VIP. A, a ton of personality to deal with that because oh, yeah. like for us, we, <laughs> we weren't very talkative on our tour and I felt bad because, you know, my kids just don't speak up and I don't even remember who was with us that day. I don't think Sophia was there. No, she was not. But um, it was the rest of us. But I, I kind of made up for that. Uh, yeah, that's true. You, you I, tried I, to keep her entertained. But anyway. I would not want to do it for <laughs> meeting celebrities because I'm not starstruck by anyone, really. And it would be just for the imparting Disney history and knowledge, mm -hmm. and I think that would yeah, be a fun Yeah, and that's the role. thing. That's, I would, that's the part that I would absolutely love is to be cool able to too. just, especially like like um, like behind-the-scenes uh, tours mm -hmm. or like walk in Walt's footsteps yeah. or something like that. And we um, could make sure there was no, like, misinformation or urban yeah, legends going out in there. that last one that we did there was one where i had yeah. to later go and correct <laughs> one of them exactly whoops but yeah being able to um pass forth the knowledge right you know, speak, basically speak i want gospel. to be the icon representing me in our podcast logo oh that's right <laughs> i love that so yes that's my second one What's yours going to be? That's a good one. Well, um, I will touch upon <clears> one <throat> that you um, spoke about earlier when you rattled off nine <laughs> different roles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, and that is the Jungle Cruise Skipper. To me, that's just an I certainly an iconic Disney role, but it's also one. It's it, I, I guess it's similar, as you would say, to the Storybook Land Canal Boats, but just with a different terrain. Yeah, and you um, have to be funny. Yes. Like you have to have good timing, you have to have a sense of like how to deliver a line, yes, basically. Because as you said, a jungle cruise skipper as well as other roles can make or break a person's yeah. uh, make or break. That's what I was trying well, to you say. Said, I don't know what you said, but <laughs> <laughs> it's that. But you, you use past tense. Okay. Um, but yes can make or break a person's enjoyment of that attraction right. and you know so it's a very fine line and to be able like I would like to just be able to ride um, multiple ones find out which ones 
made it, you mm-hmm. know, not break, broke it, and <laughs> kind of like emulate what they do. Yeah. And, and I've had many really good successful ones that have done different things. I've done, uh, I've had one where they've done deadpan the whole way. Mm-hmm. Or one where they would have like a common theme, like a joke that they would, you know, have a callback to yeah. several times. It would be funny. Um, or, you know, some people actually do go off script a little bit, but you can't go too far off script. Right. Um, it still has to be funny and appropriate. Because one time, I actually rode the storybook land canal boats, and it was like the last uh, tour of the day. Hmm. And they saw that there were no kids. And so they thought, huh, I'll shy away from the script. I, I know that they actually had family with them also. Oh, and they they tried to be a Jungle Cruise skipper, but for the storybook land canal boats. And I was expecting you know, the spiel that they do. I was not happy. That it's was not the, universal, folks. That was the one folks. time. Um, <laughs> I did let uh, guest relations. I'm sure that <laughs> know you did. About that. Um, Scott is a stickler for those sorts of things. Yes, because Storybook Land Canal Boats has a spiel. But the thing about standards. the Jungle Cruise, yeah, standard spiel. Jungle Cruise does have a standard spiel, but they've got a lot of leeway, a lot of choices. Right. Um, and I think we've been on where, you know, I loved the first time I heard... Because it wasn't always like this, but in, you know, maybe the past 10 years or so, the first time I heard, uh, I'd like to point out some of my favorite uh, plants Mm. or trees or whatever. There's that one. Yeah. That one. And the first time I heard it, I thought it was hysterical. But then some people will do that same thing and it's just... Yeah. It doesn't land at all. Yeah. So it's it's it really is a very delicate balance. And I'm not saying that I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I these mean, aren't <laughs> roles that we would get. These yeah. are roles that... Maybe I could. Yeah. Maybe I would uh, fall flat. But I, I'd like to, to give it a whirl. You do have that sort of sense of humor most of the time. So I'd like to think I, I could do a pretty good job with that. All right. Well, next up for me is one that... This it was probably not something that most people would choose as a dream job, but maybe they would. I'm intrigued. Um, back when I first moved down here, I had graduated from college in Massachusetts with a degree in travel and tourism management. Ooh. So the first role I was offered when I went to casting, that fun pink building, back when you could go in to get a job, not just do it online, um, they offered me front desk at All Star Music Resort. And is that your choice? No. Front desk at All Star <laughs> Music? I've, uh, I probably <laughs> have written about this on the blog. But I had to, I was probably at the time uh, still skinnier than I am now. Like a size 14, which, you know, was different because I hadn't had kids yet. Things were in different places, let's say. <laughs> I don't know. This was 1995. They had not passed any sort of uh, everyone can work here and we'll find a costume to fit you because that's the way it should be kind of thing. It was these costumes go up to this size and if you don't fit in it, can't get the role. Yeah, I can say now working in costuming, they yeah absolutely accommodate for all yes. shapes and sizes. So currently I had to go to the costuming building for main street uh, main street for all-star resorts mm-hmm. which had all of the different costumes right. and back then i don't know what it is now but back then it was just a little s- straight skirt a blue skirt and it had little pleats right here okay and the pleats according to the woman that 
went with me to try it on had to be flat. Uh, and for me, they were up a little bit. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just, this is no, exactly I, I, what happened. Yeah, this they was the mid-90s, so I, I totally believe Ever this. so slightly, and she said no. And that was whatever the, the highest size from, which I think was a 12, just, because just. then that's why I got the Main Street roll, because this was used to be my ultimate shame, but I'm now, oh. you know, freely talking about it. Mm-hmm. This is my therapy. Um, <laughs> that's why I was then given the main street job because their costumes had more give because they went up to i believe at the time like a 16 or something like that Hmm. um so yeah i eventually lost weight because it was my goal to then get into a different role and uh, i was down to a much smaller size on main street which i don't have any photos of but anyway back to my story (laughs) um the thought of working at the front desk was appealing when it was first offered to me I was like oh wow this would actually be really cool and I've done I've learned about this in college and my travel and tourism things like I understand it it would be a great way to interact with guests but not have to be in all the hustle and bustle of the parks and you know I would be making people happy checking them in and all this stuff so I was genuinely excited about it and then those hopes were dashed Um, but I never went back to that as I've mentioned before my time on Main Street I had like a few too many calling out sick moments which prevented me from being able to transfer to another role so I never followed up on that but I do think even today as this long drawn out way of getting (laughs) to this point it would be fun to work concierge at a hotel concierge specifically because then you have less chance of dealing with irate people yeah you're (laughs) uh, dealing with basically essentially doing anything that a guest wants and and, and, ha- and answering having, information you know a yeah, lot yeah. of the times i was saying like that, and have the ability to do so yeah have a lot of the leeway to be able to make a lot of dreams come true exactly it would be fun yeah and i i do enjoy the idea of you know hotel management and stuff like that i've never thought of going back into that but i still think it would be a fun role and that's all i have to say about that well <laughs> Okay. I will I will give you a little bit of history um, on when I first went to casting as well. Because um, I, I was not initially given the role of ice cream salesperson. Hmm. Uh, I was interested in attractions initially. Of course. I mean, to me, that's like the thing to do. Right. Um, a lot of people, you know, the guests, they come to the parks for attractions. And so I wanted to be part of that. And they actually offered me a role in attractions. What they was it? They offered me the uh, to work at Davy Crockett Explorer <laughs> Canoes. Can you imagine? I mean, I think you would have been. I, yeah, they cute. had the. Uh, yeah, they actually <laughs> had the shirts that it kind yeah. of exposed a little bit of the chest. I don't really have any chest hairs. So <laughs> that would have been weird. But they had the little coonskin caps mm-hmm. and the buckskin uh, pants and that kind of thing. But I was thinking, huh, that ride isn't always open. Mm. A lot of times it's closed. It's kind of seasonal. And so I was thinking that without really doing any investigating, that if I took that role, that I, you know, I would love it, but that there would be times when I would have no job. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that they, they probably had, crossed. Yeah, cross-utilized and 
yeah, cross-ute or cross-utilized um, them to work in other things. But you probably but would have gotten to work in Splash Mountain. Well, this was before Splash Mountain. Wow, really? Yeah. Hmm. Splash Mountain, as you remember, opened in at Disney World, 1992. Wow. And I, uh, this was 1990 when I first went to casting. Hmm. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I didn't know about cross utilization or anything right. like that. I thought if I'm working at uh, the Explorer Canoes, that's my job. And uh, if it's closed, then you stay home. But that was dumb of me to think that. So I, I who knows? where I would be now. I'm sure <laughs> I'd still be here with you. Mm-hmm. But I would buffer arms and going around. That's and so true. that that kind of <clears> goes <throat> along very with um, my next role, which is any oh, kind of a was. boat captain, mm. including the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes, but also, you know, friendship boats, um, the boats that sail across uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon and, and Bay Lake. Our pal Michael Crawford was a friendship yes, he boat was. Captain, captain. And in, in some ways, he was also a Mike Fink keelboats <laughs> <laughs> skipper. Um, so there's that. There's the Tom Sawyer rafts mm. or rafts to Tom Sawyer Island. There's, you know, the Mark Twain, the Mark Twain beloved Mississippi steam whaler yeah, at uh, Disneyland or the Liberty Bell uh, Magic Kingdom or just any uh, anything that is on water. I agree. That's a good. I'm mad that I didn't think of that because that would be fun. Yeah. Although any driving anything, I probably would be very worried that well, I would. They would train you, especially the friendship boats. They I've been would. on some of those where they hit the dock quite a few times, but yeah. I guess that's okay. So. And then there was also the incident on Christmas Day, Disneyland 1997, with the SS Columbia, or the sailing ship Columbia. But we won't talk about that just yet. Although my, my buddy, Greg, uh, Greg, he was actually uh, working as a Columbia, a sailing ship Columbia. Um, captain. Captain or boats person or whatever you'd call it mm. when all of that happened. I don't know what you're talking about, so I guess we'll it find out It was an accident. Yeah. Okay. It was sad. But anyway, um, but that was, uh, yeah, to me, to have to sail the... Uh, the Oceans of, of Disney World and Disneyland. Yes. Um, being in the open breeze and all of that. To me, that is an iconic role. Sounds good. Well, that brings us to my next one, which I think is similar in that we're driving something. And that would be, believe it or not, monorail driver. Oh, what? I know. That's kind of like a boy <laughs> job traditionally. You boys always want to drive I wonder trains. if that was initially a boys only job well i'm sure back in the day at disneyland because like girls couldn't do things like that (laughs) back then um but i i will say that i would definitely prefer to be a monorail driver in disneyland oh yeah just because those are really cool and get to to go all sorts of crazy attraction right even though they do have multiple stops to me, that's an attraction whereas at disney world it is it's uh transportation yes and I mean, in Walt Disney World, I guess you would have the pleasure of quiet time because no one can go in the front with you, but that would not be the case in Disneyland. I love riding up front. I know. It's very fun. But, you know, tragically, that cannot be down here. Another accident. Yes. Touching on all of these. (laughs) (laughs) 
a very tragic episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about it. I just think uh, it would I be mean, really cool and fun, and you get to beep the horn in Disneyland. No, I and love that. And what's really neat about the one at Disneyland is, have you ever just like stood underneath a monorail and seen how tiny they are? Oh, especially in Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Specifically. It's amazing that they have And these, how close they are to the ground yeah. in places. They have these giant monorail cars that, you know, have hundreds of guests on them on this tiny little rail that supports it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, being able to, you know, go around the Matterhorn and the, the submarine voyage area and the Autopia and then even kind of go out along Harbor Boulevard and yeah. through California Adventure world. and across Disneyland Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But then, of course, at Disney World, having, you know, there's a lot more miles uh, going, going, you know, doing the Epcot Loop. The Epcot Loop would be fun. That would be fun. And, of course, the resorts. <clears throat> well, you took one of mine. That's okay. That is okay. I'm sure okay. you have backups. I actually do have backups. I'll go back to that one that we talked about earlier as well. I'm going to say it. Custodial. (laughs) But I'm going to put an asterisk on this one because there's certain aspects of custodial. (laughs) You're not really jonesing to clean the bathrooms out? Not so much. These days. But I will tell you, I have cross-ued or cross-utilized in a custodial role and was given a pan and broom. Mm. Basically sweeping up whatever. Cigarette butts trash. <laughs> back in the day. There shouldn't be any cigarette butts, but yes, I would often do that. Um, but just having the freedom to literally walk around the park. That's true. Now, I should say, we, when you have this role, you actually are given a zone, and you need to stick within that zone. <laughs> you can't wander around <laughs> no. to uh, So side. I probably had a little bit of extra freedom mm. to wander the entire park. But in doing so, I mean, I I kept that part clean because I went to little corners that nobody had seen, <laughs> um, you know, that had trash in them. Um, but the really cool thing is just being out and about with guests. And you may not realize this, and maybe you do, but custodial, they actually have more interaction, more face-to-face interaction with guests than really any other role. I do realize that. Uh-huh. Good job. And yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they get stopped all because they're oh, yeah. everywhere, and they get stopped all the time yeah, to and ask so questions. I, and which is, of course, why they did you know recently introduce these uh, fun things that they do, Correct. painting the characters with their little brooms. Yeah. Um, but I've done it, and it's really fun. <laughs> Pan and broom to a point. Pan and broom right. specifically. Uh, you know, there are other people that, you know, they have the little scrapers, like if oh, they yeah. come across gum mm-hmm. uh, that's like stuck and somewhere. And the nabby grabber. That's right. A lot of the um, salaried folks or the kind of the managers right. who are area managers would have the nabby grabbers mm-hmm. just to be able to pick up a yes, piece of trash. so they look like they're keeping up the yeah. park. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we should say for those that may not know that cross-utilization is something that Disney calls basically when you're trained in other roles mm-hmm. so that if needed, you can fill in for someone or you can just choose on your own like, hey, I want to pick up a shift in Tomorrowland even though I work on Main Street That's or right. at another park. But in addition to that, 
especially during really busy periods yes. like Christmas and Management. Easter and New Year's and things like that when the parks are just jam-packed with guests, which mm-hmm. is not currently, um, they would need more people. Right. And so folks who had kind of like office roles, mm-hmm. they would be required yeah. to pick up a shift. Exactly. At least one shift during each one of those seasons. and I think that's a great thing that oh, should yeah. happen anyway because it keeps them... Keeps it real. Yeah. So that they're not completely <laughs> just, like just protected. You have to work a popcorn stand for an eight-hour shift. I've done and that. I've done even, you know, things like stroller straightening mm. because, you know, you where you're kind of assigned like a particular stroller parking <laughs> area and you got to uh, keep yes. the strollers parked in, you know, uh, in order because it'll become a chaos and a mess if, if it's not managed. Yes, understandable. On especially busy days, I've, you know, filled uh, drinks in restaurants or bust wow. tables. Um, I've done all kinds of roles in all, in my various cross you, but that one, tandem <laughs> room, okay, is to me tops. Very good. Well, that brings us to my last entry. Wait, what? I so have you, like nine more. No, you need to narrow it down to one more <laughs> after this. Uh, this is my ultimate dream goal to this day. <laughs> And maybe not right now, because things are kind of crazy right now, and so many have lost their jobs. However, being in Imagineering, specifically for me, you can say that still. I'm sure we would not be doing the same thing. Uh, In story. Ah. In creative. I don't know what they call it. Whatever Jason Sorrell used to do. He was a writer. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Show writer, I guess, is what they call it. That's right. Um, I have always been a creative writer. I haven't done it in recent years because I keep not wanting to write something that no one wants to read. So I've just pushed that down. But at some point I will write a book. Your writing is creative. But But most of what I've written on the blog is like personal stuff, like firsthand account things. It's not fictional. But I do have within me fictional things. Whenever I am driving in a car and looking out, the window, or just anywhere new, most of the time, I'm constantly thinking in my head of a backstory. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would love to come up with, you know, the backstory for Pleasure Island or the backstory for a new land, things like that. Even silly little, um, you know, everything at Disney has a backstory. Oh, yeah. So, even. Um, a merchandise cart sometimes has a backstory. That is absolutely true. And restaurants, of course, they they like in recent times to give restaurants a huge backstory. Indeed. Whether it's just, you know, this is representative of <laughs> times back in, you know, at the old cotton mills back in whatever time period at boat rights and things the 1880s. like that. Okay. Um I, I would have to do research obviously, <laughs> depending on the assignment. But I do not have the schooling or the experience to ever get hired for that role, but it is something that I wish that I did have <laughs> the schooling and experience to get hired for. It would be exceptional at that. I think it would be an amazing job. Uh, yeah, you would have access to all the resources that you would need to excel at that, too. Yeah. I mean, that's been my issue with Disney for so long, is that you have to have experience to be given a chance 
in a lot of things unless, and this is a good thing for people that have stuck with it and been with the company forever, um, if you start out selling ice cream, you can end up being an Imagineer, as we know. <laughs> um, based <laughs> on your currently. experience and, you know, interests and what you want to push yourself for. They definitely do promote from within. Very much so, like yes. That, so. A lot of room for improvement. And that's the thing about Disney is there's just so many roles. Yeah. The opportunities are endless. I, are it is one of my biggest regrets that I could not stick with it and uh. endure the annoying things I endured on Main Street USA to, I mean, I would have had whatever, 1995 to now years with the company. That would have been uh, about 25. There you go. I'm currently at But maybe I would be unemployed myself. right now. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, lots yeah. of what ifs out there in the world. Stick-to-itiveness. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've I've been at it for 30 years and I still haven't gotten it right. But uh <laughs> <laughs> But no, I I have a lot of fun. Uh, well, very good. I mean, I was going to say um the imagineering part that I was going to say and I'm not going to count this as one. Because okay. I have others. <laughs> Is the uh, SQS or show quality services. Mm. Or not, no, show quality standards, I'm sorry. Um, basically, folks who basically look at the show that Imagineers have created to yes. uh, present to guests and to essentially make sure that it is still up to snuff. To be, you know, almost like riding a ride and making sure all of the effects work and all of the lighting is correct and all of the sound is correct. Much needed in some cases. Yeah. I mean, there have been times when the SQS budget has been there and other times when it has not. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. it. But to me, it's like super important because it's... It's one of the keys. Yeah. Maintaining... The, the quality, the show, show quality, <laughs> you know, to make sure they're up to the standards that we have initially set um, when we when the Imagineers have created that. So, to me, that's something that I would love to do. Yeah, and of I course, think you would be amazing at that. Oh, thanks. I'll put in a good word for you. Thanks. When I get my Imagineering job, and of course, <laughs> there's also the folks that do all of the designing. Yes. You know, to me, that's really cool. To yeah, be able I mean, to, you know, basically take a. Pl- blank sheet of paper and create right. like an attraction yeah or there's so many parts of imagineering that aren't even really creative they're just like the mechanical oh, yeah. side like the matter of fact nuts and bolts if you will of how to create an attraction a restaurant a bathroom you know all of those sorts yeah. of things that is true there's so many there's imagineers in accounting they say there's 140 different uh, um disciplines, disciplines? Within the Imagineering, hmm. I have not seen the list of 140, <laughs> but... Uh, they yeah. keep it under wraps. That's true. But anyway, that was not my official <laughs> one. See how I got an extra one in there? Okay. Uh, I would say, for, f- to me, and I do have a lot more, and I'll probably just kind of rattle them off at the end, but uh, my last one will be Haunted Mansion Butler. To me, another classic, iconic Disney role. Uh, I should say a maid or a butler depending upon your gender. Um, but to be able to, you know, work in a classic Disney attraction and almost kind of like do a little bit of an actory role. Right. That's really what inspired this episode was that That's particular right. role. And especially uh, 
during the Halloween times or even yes. Mickey's uh, not-so-scary Halloween party when they um, get to have the makeup done mm-hmm. where they kind of look... Cobwebs all over them. Yeah, cobwebs all over them and where they look kind of like they belong in the Haunted Mansion, like they Undead. are one of the 999 happy haunts yes. that came to life to uh, man the attraction or woman the attraction, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> to person the attraction. To, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but especially just working in, as I said, an iconic Disney role and like at night times when it gets creepy and to be able to have the ability to um, kind of act out the part to put on the show for all of the guests to uh, enjoy. And, you know, because I'm sure you've been to the Haunted Mansion when you've seen a Haunted Mansion butler or maid that is like really into it and it's just like, it's essentially part of the show. Yeah. I've had some great ones that still haunt me to this day. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was this one <laughs> time, I remember, um, it was in the stretching room. And sometimes they were given the, the leeway to essentially kind of sneak up behind a guest and kind of like get into a staring contest, you know, kind of, and but have a very straight face. And one time I had people with me so they can vouch for me on this one i've always wanted them to like come to me and like have a staring contest yeah. with me you and are good it at staring actually contests. happened one time and he kind of snuck up behind me and i was kind of anticipating it and we had a little showdown mm. and everyone was watching and i would not break down and eventually he did <laughs> <laughs> you can be creepy yes because i was creepy yeah, I kind of gave him a little stink eye on mm. <laughs> and uh, made him break. But it was awesome. Very fun. So, yeah. Haunted Mansion Butler or Maid. To me, that's just a really great role. I agree. Are you going to rattle off the rest of yours? Because Do you I don't any? have any more. That was my last one. Okay. I'll just say a couple other <laughs> ones. And I won't go into uh, too much description. Okay. I would say just like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean is another classic Disney attraction. And to me, being able to work in such an iconic role, an iconic Disney attraction, Pirates of the Caribbean, especially oh, yeah. Disneyland. They have fun socks as yeah, well. with the socks and the little kind of the little caps. I, always want, I think like I wanted that. to do that a lot when I worked at oh, Magic yeah. Kingdom. I always admired them in the tunnel yeah. with their socks. <laughs> so it was that. I would uh, also say Kilimanjaro uh, Safaris <clears throat> Driver, just because that's like my favorite uh, attraction kind of at Disney World, just because of how vast huge and vast and being able to see and animals. it's different every time and really it's different every time and you go around one time and the cheetahs are you know sprinting back and forth and the next time they're sedentary but maybe now the lions are wrestling with yeah. each other or you see you know like our rhinos are in the track again and you have to wait for them to get out of the way traffic jam that's right uh or giraffes are like poking their necks in the actual vehicles and nibbling on the guests hats or something like that (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. maybe that hasn't happened but i have seen them kind of block the way but yeah just that to me is just a really fun i would think yeah there's a huge spiel involved with that one which Uh, has changed over time it's not vast i think they've added in a lot more uh facts yes which i think almost they kind of need to update it more because People are now like memorizing those facts and yeah, it 
needs to be refreshed, in my opinion. I agree. I and, could write this. And once again, there are there are Kilimanjaro safaris drivers who spout off all the facts, but then they also make it such a, a, a very special uh, ride as well. That mm-hmm. they do it in such a way that's like, wow, this is just really yeah. cool. And there are others where it's just facts, and that's okay. Um, I was going to also say the Disneyland or Walt Disney World ambassador, which is... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Which is a little bit uh, different than the uh, guest relations or the VIP roles. This is basically um, a cast member chosen through a very... uh, Rigorous selection process. Absolutely. I have had many people tell me that, oh, I would be great for that. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't think I'm outgoing enough. But they yeah. they get to be involved <laughs> in so many things. Any celebration or yeah. um, opening or... And they do a lot of um, work with the charities and things oh, yeah. like that. Like Absolutely. they do a lot of yeah, they volunteering, do, They essentially represent all cast members. Mm-hmm. And they get to be there for it all. So to me, that's a great role. I would also say in the recent uh, openings of Pandora, World of Avatar, as well as Galaxy's Edge, anyone that has um, a role in those areas where they kind of get to create a backstory for themselves. Yeah, that's true. Those are fun. uh, Would be a fun thing. (coughs) It's also kind of a new, kind of like the hip-hop happening places (laughs) within Disney World. I would even say being friends with a face character. Might be interesting and fun. Who would you be friends with? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I did. I never thought about it. Maybe if they did a Davy Crockett face character, you could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Once when I was Gaston, that's a good one. I I could not be Gaston, and I'm not saying I couldn't. No, I don't think so. I think they give you muscles though, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, when I was in the tunnel back in 1995 and, you know, I was not in the college program, but I was that same age, like 21, 22. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I had a lot of friends that were college program people and they were, a lot of them were in the zoo, if you will, which Mm -hmm. is the non-face characters. And there was auditions coming up for face characters. And one of them was the fairy godmother. And one of my friends told me that I would be great for the fairy godmother, which is not what you want to hear when you're 21 (laughs) years old. Wow. Uh, yeah, I I guess, I mean, I've always had these big cheeks, so maybe that's why, but now I think I'd make a great fairy godmother at my ripe old age. Is that at Disneyland, the fairy godmother is not a face character. In our Disneyland or no, Tokyo Disneyland? It, or one of them. I it's Tokyo it Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay. Yeah, no. Our Disneyland, she's a face character. Okay. Tokyo Disneyland has the face. And that's probably yeah, that's so that very interesting. it does not have to be an American person that is they playing. They usually her. have Americans that are that that's they true, over there that are friends sometimes with all of those. Maybe so. they run out. And I was also thinking also um, Bert. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. You could be in an older, retired Bert, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a young, spry gentleman in the movie, you know. He's a chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Thank you. And then I will end it off with the classic, the iconic. And these are the people that know absolutely all the <laughs> oh fun no. secrets and the backstories and the things that, all of their that rumors nobody are true. has ever announced. These people are given all of that information that they are able to share with all of the guests. And that are that is bus drivers, 
and security guards. You're fine with either one of those? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I would say bus, you know, both of them have the ability to kind of go all around and, and see kind That's of some true. fun areas. Security, you know, they're certainly right up there with the, with the guests, but they apparently have been told everything, and they know all <laughs> of the things. And sometimes they share them. With, yeah. With, you, know, you probably didn't see this announcement, but I assure you this is That's coming. That's true. Or something like that. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Not all, we should say. No, Some of them are wonderful. But in all honesty, uh, those roles Yeah, no, I know you would love to be a bus driver. Yeah. I think it would be great to be a bus driver at Fort Wilderness. Ooh, yes. That would be fun. I agree with that. All right. Well, I mean, that we could go on forever if we are we getting could. down to bus drivers and security guards. I think we've named almost every role anyway, perhaps. We have not. We didn't do much food service things. Yeah. But let us know what your favorite roles or what you wish you could do if you worked at Disney mm -hmm. in some capacity. Uh, we didn't talk about PhotoPass either. That's what Christian did. But he, I think that know, would be awesome. That would be fun. Uh, I would like to be a photo pass person that actually took good photos. That would be good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it really is hit or miss with those people. Sometimes <laughs> you just get your head cut off and it's not centered and it's no, blurry. They should never cut off your head. I know. But you just don't know until later. And anyway, <laughs> like with, you know, bus drivers, not everyone is like that. Before we go, we have a trivia answer. <laughs> from last week's episode. That's right. We brought back the trivia corner. Do you remember how you worded it that last time in the in the blog post cuz that was done so very well. I basically said that it was a a voice of an animatronic <laughs> as well as a voice of a character doing the same song. In the same park. In the in same park, in different, different lands, lands. At the same time. What was that, those characters, I guess, is what you were asking? I said, what are the attractions? But basically, oh, what are the attractions? I, I, I'm looking for it all. What, and what, the bonus what park, was... What are the two lands? What, the what are the attractions? Who is the, the uh, person right. who sings this? And I think you've kept people waiting long enough. Everybody has got to know what this is. And of course, I'm talking about America Sings... Um, you know, which we just spoke about extinct on the original podcast. Um, there was in one of the segments a, a pig <laughs> voiced by Betty Taylor who uh, sang um, Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey, that's right. Bill Bailey, won't you please come home? Yes. And that same actress Betty or performer, Taylor. Betty Taylor, performed in the Golden Horseshoe Review in Frontierland also an extinct attraction at Disneyland. Um, and she would perform that same song in the, in the review there. Crazy. So what Disneyland, are the odds? Frontierland and Tomorrowland, America Sings and Golden Horseshoe Review, Betty Taylor. And as Slewfoot Sue and whatever the pig's name was, because I don't know if it had a <laughs> Well, name, if you know the pig's name, you get bonus points, so let us know. right. Um, well, there you go. I mean, that was a very complicated question for a very fun and unique trivia question. That's right. All right. Well, we thank you, as always, for joining us. If you are listening to us, please give us a like or rating wherever you're listening to us on Apple or Google Podcasts or wherever. It helps spread the word. 
about Up the Waterfall. If you're watching the video, hello. <laughs> we would love if you liked this video, subscribed to Xanaland on YouTube, uh, left us a comment to let us know what you thought, and of course, tell your friends. Please. The more the merrier that are Indeed. listening to this fun little show we do. Um, thank you again for joining us. Hope everyone has a wonderful and happy Halloween. This is Hi, our last yes. episode of Halloween set. <laughs> Will we go right into Christmas? You'll have to find out. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. As always, up the waterfall. Bye now.